This is the Secrets of Spiritual Sex podcast, expanding our experience of sex, intimacy, and relationships with tools, tips, and techniques from industry experts and real-life conversation. I am your host, Nikki Rhodes. Welcome, Winter Jade Isley, to the Secrets of Spiritual Sex podcast. It is so good to have you. Thank you. Excited about this conversation. It's a good topic. Uh, Winter is an international teacher of sexuality and spirituality, someone who I have had the pleasure of working with personally in a uh, ritual or temple type setting and whom I was really taken um, aback by her honesty <laughs> and authenticity in her expression. You, you really live your work, you live your talk. And um, the topic that we will be discussing today, I think really requires that because if you're not totally honest or totally grounded, you're going to know it when you try and do what we're about to speak about because it ain't going to happen for you. Yes, we're going to be talking about the anal mysteries. And we're going to be speaking to, I hope, um, you know, your journey to get to that place, like what was sex and intimacy like for you before, and if there was a before, but also some of the physiological or, I don't know, interdimensional aspects of this area, you know, what this area represents for us. So if you're interested in anal at all as a giver, as a receiver, as both, this episode will be for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where did it where did it start for you, um, Winter? What was your yeah. early experiences like with intimacy? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'll probably speak specifically to you know anal the anal um, element of it. You know, I really um, you know my first experience of anal was really uncomfortable, painful. Um, in, a little bit embarrassing because I didn't quite, we couldn't quite do it. And it was, I was with a, a boyfriend at the time and I was like maybe 18. Um, and I found it really when we, when we kind of did get there, I, I remember feeling like it just felt like something was stuck on my ass. Like it was just like, Oh God, like that just, it, it didn't have any <laughs> pleasure or, um, um, a relaxation or, um, yeah, just, it didn't, it wasn't a very pleasant experience. So, so I kind of like parked that one for many, many years and, and actually, um, as I did my deep inner work and I, I did my own life journey where I started to, you know, um, explore Tantra and meditation, different practices that would take me into some of the lower realms of my being, some of my fears, my anxieties and, and the deeper parts of me, I think physiologically my ass started to relax. Mm. And then I had this experience um, where I was connecting with someone and, um, and my ass just opened and, and the next thing it kind of just pulled him in and we didn't even mean to have anal sex, but it just opened, it just happened. So, and that was the doorway then into a very deep and profound experience with um, that center. So I think that the first piece I want to share is that I, I don't, it wasn't necessarily just an effortless journey, but it was definitely linked to some of the inner work that I did um, as I went, brought my consciousness down into my base and down into those lower centers where we hold a lot of fears and contractions and tension um, and around survival, around um, yeah, feeling safe in the world. So I think that as I did that work, my body started to soften and open. Mm. And then from there I had lots of doorways into beautiful, um, profound experiences around yeah, that, that centre. 
Yeah, wow. I mean, you know, what comes to mind right now is a term commonly used, anally retentive. You know, literally we will squeeze the anus and retain retain things. There are problems with um, constipation and uh, hemorrhoids and, you know, so much in our ass and in, our, in, our, in, our, in the centre is blocked or there are... Um, there's this real shame, right, regarding this area, and our yeah. society is taught to to sort of ignore it and to push it push it away, or please don't talk about that. Or if you're referring to poo, could you call it a stool or number yeah. two euphemisms that dress it up mm. as something that it's not? And so, entering that mm. area, if you're dealing with your with your deepest darkest, um, literally, <laughs> you're going to need to look mm. inside, right? You're going to yeah, need to totally. do, it, they work hand in hand. You, you can't yeah. porn star, porn hub it um, forever because it's just uncomfortable and not fun. And then you get the saying, oh, mm. no, things go out of it, not in it. You know, mm. you've a woman saying, no, 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 that's for things leaving it. Yeah, well, mm. if you're having the porn star kind of type sex, maybe that's the case. Yeah. Um, how yeah, that's profound. a really good point. Yeah. It's a really good point because it's like, I, I know that I had to go and rediscover what sexuality was and its link between all other parts of me in my 20s. It's not something that was taught. Sex was a physical, physiological experience. And, and so, um, and I love that you're do, people like you are doing this work to ha- help link those things that actually it's not just about physical bodies coming together. All of ourselves are coming together, which include our emotional bodies, our spiritual bodies, our, our mental bodies, like yeah. all of us is there. And so particularly around the base, because physiologically it's where we, we store our hidden shit. So actually your deepest shame and the parts of you that you, which sometimes we, we experience initially are activated from being a child. So often mm-hmm. we have experience of some form of shame as a child with being shamed in some way, they get stored down in the base often. So the, the muladhara, our base centers where our hidden shit is stored and our deepest shames are stored. And so to go and penetrate that, you have to relive and re-experience some of the stored places there. So like it's a natural storehouse for all of that. And um, so it's not just being comfortable with the physical element of shit or stools. It's actually being comfortable with your inner shit and your inner shame and um certainly so to go there you're you're not just going there physically you're going there and you're peeling away some of the emotional um places where yeah that you haven't maybe another person or even seen yourself it's it's multi-layered isn't it it's like an undressing not only are you deconstructing beliefs about going into this place which many of us i know i certainly did i had like oh really like yeah it kind of smells sometimes like, oh. like i had to sort of unpack am i am i a gay man no 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 i'm a woman i'm not a gay man you know like all this fucked up shit mm-hmm. but then but then also unpeeling or un- like tracing back like Man, I've got this real sense of unworthiness that lies deep, deep within from that from that time, uh, yeah. way back. Or you know, other what what other things can come up for people if they're listening mm. and being like, oh, I don't really have anything I'm hiding. I'm a pretty mm. open book. What do you yeah. what do you say to someone like that? So in relation to going into the base, you mean what mm. things that come up? Certainly, I think even the like I think the core thing you just touched on is that you know there's a there's a deep co- collective piece 
and, and a belief around that our bodies are dirty. So this is definitely, you know, if you go back 2,000 years of Christianity, we've gone through a period of time where we've been told we need to ascend from the body. We need to actually leave the body in order to go home to God and to go home to a purity. So actually you're doing the opposite. We're descending all the way down into the very center where there is smell and we are, and our, we are excreting things from our bodies. And so actually it challenges that first piece of purity in a body. And so I had to really go through that doorway of actually like, no, my shit is also pure. You know, this is not that, this is not like my crown isn't the most pure part. Where I'm not, my ascension into this realm of, you know, spirituality and God and consciousness is not the most pure. The densest, deepest, most physical part of my body is also pure. So it was a real reclaiming of my, my physical body and my shit really. And, and the truth is, yes, it does smell. And yes, you know, it can be messy, but actually that's pure to her too. Mm -hmm. So the messy parts of our life and the shitty parts of our being are also pure. So it's a real reclaiming as you go down there and, and, and you have to go and do that work to actually accept it and laugh about it and take it lightly and, mm -hmm. and not um, fall, fall into the judgment that, that the matter and the form of our humanity is not pure. So that was a really big piece I had to work with and... I love you know, that. And now I actually, I, I see, I see it as beautiful. Mm. You know, so I actually, I see that if the, you know, the, the if the, you know, there is um, some spillage or, mm -hmm. you know, like if my sheets end up being a little bit dirty after, I just see that as it's, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. it's the same as my blood, or it's the same as semen, or mm -hmm. breast milk, or like you know, it's a, a beautiful part of my nature. But I've had to work to get there. That was work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think also, like, there's this whole reclaiming of our blood as women. Like, this isn't dirty. It shouldn't go in a tampon and be wrapped up and thrown. Like, we can use this for the earth. We can look at this. We can breathe. And this is such a short amount of time in our life, really, where, this, where we bleed like this. It's a gift that actually, you know, step two or level two to go even deeper is to sort of reclaim e even that part. And I know for me as well, like, it's, it's like, yeah, but we'll he like me if I'm not shiny? Mm. Will he, um, you know, speaking about like a male penetrator here, mm. or what happens if uh, some sound happens? Mm. Or what, ha like, what happens if I'm not really clean? Yeah, the purity piece. Like mm. he might see some more of me. And that is, isn't that freaking beautiful? It's like mm. I'm going to go there with you and I'm going to invite you in. And this is, this is like a journey and it's an honor. So if there's a little bit of shit there, if there's a little bit of poo, if there's something retaining, this is, um, if you want me, you know, this is, this is all of me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful point to make. I think that I really do because to me anal is such a sacred right and and it's like, you know, in, in anal lovemaking, it's probably the deepest I've ever opened my soul to another being and I, and I can talk about the, the mystical element of it soon because to me it is like a backdoor to God. It's like it's a, a singularity of the soul that lands in the base. But, but also I, I, it, because it's such a precious place to hold the tenderest parts of your shame mm. and fear, then I really, you know, you're, unless you're feeling trust with a partner to go there in those places, then I would not go there. So this is where I feel like don't never override that and actually to me, anal lovemaking is the most tenderous and potent and powerful. It has both a beautiful duality of the most tenderous and the most powerful energies I really feel like it's primal and it's also so, so tender. And so I would, yeah, I would only go with someone that you can trust with those pieces. Otherwise you'll just, it'll just be a physical act. So, so I really think it, it needs to be opened with love, devotion and trust with another 
And um, once you once you find that in a partner or a, a lover or a beloved, your body will naturally open. So I do feel like our bodies want to open there. And we have those parts of our being want to be seen and penetrated with love. But we have to feel safe to do that. So if there's any, if you hold any contraction around, someone's going to judge you or actually it's just casual sex and they've, they've got lots of partners and, and these places don't feel comfortable, you're not going to fully open there. And so I think that that's a really important place. Trust. You need to find someone that you trust with these places. I think we teach the yoni, the vagina, the vulva to, to, to bypass some of those inner knowings mm. and we get to a place where she will just open often with numbness or pain or you know over time for me the ass never lies yeah <laughs> if you if you're yeah. really trying because you think it's the time and you you want to give yeah. it a go there's a consciousness and a wisdom would you agree in the anus that's mm. like i'm just gonna really um be true because you're not and I'm not going to open here and there's been there's been times when yeah it's totally just absolutely just welcomed itself you know welcomed the the penis or the penetrator totally in and other times it's like there is just such a doorstop (laughs) Mm -hmm. totally oh yeah I still have that it's just Mm. and exactly I love that the asshole doesn't lie um yeah and and even now if I push through that it I get pain in my body so you know if any pain when it comes to anal I would say stop breathe and question whether your body's ready and because my experience is that when it is ready and you feel safe and relaxed it draws lingons in it draws the penetrator in so my my ass will actually open and grip and pull Mm -hmm. so I I listen for that and and one of the practices that I do is that I don't use any lubrication so I actually don't yeah, and, and that's because I feel like that actually lubrication can actually override yep, my ass's natural ability to open and pull and draw. So, um, yeah, I just wait and I get my partner to, to hold and just vibrate there to just breathe at the entrance. Mm-hmm. And then and if I, if I start to open, then we can go and it opens mm-hmm. and then it self-lubricates. So my, my ass actually creates its own secretions. But if it doesn't open, then, then I won't go there. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes lubrication, although I think it can be beautiful mm-hmm. if you feel open, um, I know for me it can override my own body's natural ability to just to relax and open. So each person's different, but certainly, yeah, mm-hmm. don't ever push it. No. And I think that, that relates to the emotional, you know, the metaphysical part. Don't push these mm-hmm. places of tenderness. Like don't, don't force anything upon these these um elements of of your your being that are yeah so small and beautiful Mm. and precious and yeah i just like trick them with devotion totally little places that that are quivering in us that are scared and don't always feel safe to be in the world and and hold hold like childhood chains and like and don't push them but actually gently we're wanting the the penetration of a gentle gaze Mm. so i think same with the body penetrating um the anus is different to the yoni or is different to the typical penetration of the yoni i mean there's many different ways to penetrate a yoni and this uh, this show often speaks to um you know entering and stop stopping um allowing a soft cock to just be inside uh you know not finishing or thinking there's a goal right with the anus it's even the the typical in out thrusting this is what would you speak to that someone listening going all right i'd like to try this how do i how do i guide my partner or how do i as a partner do it mm. 
Yeah. So I think everybody's going to be different. So mm-hmm. I, and I know there's times when I want strong, like strong, intense primal penetration. So I could, my, I could be so aroused mm. and in my deep animal. And I love um, being fucked actually, if I could say that. Please. I love really being fucked. But there's other times when actually it's just enough for him to come in and be still. And that's mm. all I can do. So it's actually, I think it's it's so di- it's not something that can be predicted, but something to listen to deeply, and it might just be you know um, uh, you know being entered or, or entering someone, and that's it. Yeah. Just as, just vibrating, you know, breathing through the lingam or the cough, mm-hmm. and um, but I do think that it, every experience of anal um, opening is going to be very different, yeah. and the, they have the extremes of what that that polarity I said, which is power and vulnerability. So I feel like both they they hold those two poles very strongly. So when I'm in my primal eroticism, I, it's powerful, and I can just be fucked so strongly. But then when I'm in the other pole, which is my vulnerability and mm. more of the tenderness, and actually, yeah, enough. It could just be enough just to enter or enter halfway or mm. even just one finger. So mm. I think that it's. Really um, the, the the key with both of those centers is just listening, mm, you know, you. and and not assuming sex is going to be the same any t- every time. And actually, if we're in truly listening to our bodies, it's never going to be the same. It's always going to um, be a different experience. Physiologically, scientifically, what is in the anus that can <laughs> provide pleasure? Some skeptic yeah. listening to this mm. saying, well, oh, hang on a second, there's no nerve endings in there or... <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, in men there's a prostate, which is an incredibly androgynous um, organ, a little, you know, gland that is, and in my experience of actually entering a, a man and actually giving, you know, him a prostate massage or... Um, you know, touching on that part, I've experienced men ejaculating with a soft cock just from prostate massages. So it actually is a very highly erogenous place for men, absolutely. Mm. For women, we don't have a prostate, but I feel that it, um, for me, my my anus is linked also to my clit. So there's a link between those two centres for me. And um, so I can feel a, a, a path when you are pathways that can be, I don't know if you have this, but very similar like forms of pleasure mm-hmm. um, connected to my clitoris. But inside the the anus, we have the capacity to actually excrete, um, lubricate, to lubricate. So actually there's glands in there that actually can excrete it's this beautiful clear liquid mm-hmm. that adds to the pleasure as well. So it kind of coats the, the anal, um, you know, the, the, the anus itself. And, yeah, I find it's, it's, that's, that in itself is a beautiful pleasure for both people. I want to talk also about anatomically the anal has two rings. Okay. And so the outer ring is actually a ring that we hold ourselves. So we have control over it. And that's a ring mm-hmm. that when, if we need to, you know, go, you poo or go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. we can hold it in from that outer ring. Mm-hmm. Then there's also an inner ring and that ring we don't get to control. It actually is part of our nervous system. And so when, when both rings are relaxed is when you, the, for me, it's when um, I'm generating lubrication. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in my most deepest pleasure. So it's really around the outer ring, you deciding to let go and relax and trust. So that's the the part you do have control over. But the inner ring is your nervous system. So it's actually being in a deep, inner, relaxed state from your nervous system. And your nervous system is the controller of that inner ring. So when they're both in a deep relaxation, pleasure arises. And I know also with with my experience with um, with anal lovemaking is that the pleasure starts in the body. It's very physical because you're mm-hmm. going into the deep 
physical base, but then it actually can extend out to the crown. So the crown and the base are linked to me. And so I actually then it can experience quite incredibly transcendental experiences as my crown activates. And so what the, the base and the crown are, there are singularities of the body. Mm-hmm. So we have genitals, which is which is our, our polarity of masculine feminine. Mm-hmm. Like we have cocks and vaginas or cocks and yonings. And that when we're entering in lovemaking in that in that realm, we enter into the polarity of masculine feminine. But when we're going into the base, we go into the singularity. Every person on this planet has a base and they are connected. They're all the, the singularity of the body. So when we're entering that, we're entering the singularity of the soul, which is beyond gender. So that, that formless part of our being. So for me, when my base is entered, my crown activates the singularity of the crown, which can end. And, and so the pleasure also goes into spirit as such. You know, does that, does that make sense? But it's transcendental. We can go into deep places up in the upper realms of our singularity. That that makes so much sense. I, you know, I was um, the a treat from being brave enough, a, a gift from being brave enough to go into this area. Um, was I was sure pleasure, right? So if I mm. can just surrender, if I can do some inner work, if I can allow, I may feel pleasure. But what actually came to me through it and exactly what you're speaking, we've never really spoken, you and I, about this, but it sounds like it's coming out of my own mouth, which is so interesting, is pleasure that I I think it's the pudendal nerve, which is kind of funny because it says poo in it, it's the anus, but it's like the pudendal nerve was like connected to the clitoris or there's like a, there's a connection there. So you're so right with, with no stimulation, um, an anal orgasm just from the penis or just from the penetrating item was so beyond powerful that I thought, okay, there's more than pleasure. There's also this huge ability to just anally orgasm with n- nothing else being touched. Mm-hmm. And from that point there is the orgasm kind of rippled through the body and up through the chest and it kind of like connecting the heart hugely. Like there was no bypassing of that. That had to be open and, and ready. Was this also this lift up through the upper body and that like kind of like the top of my head was being opened up. And I've had experiences like this, but you have to take a substance like 5-MeO-DMT or, or LSD or something that's way full on. Never in my life would I have imagined through anal sex could you activate or sort of access those higher realms. And it is, that is, yeah, so, so, so what, I'm, what I'm saying is like it's a gift that it just keeps giving when you're in surrender, that you have this ability literally to to see yourself as a truly spiritual being. Mm. That physicality and pleasure are the are the means for huge spiritual expansion, not sitting meditating in a cave for, for 50 years, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. And interesting enough, those are the three centers uh, in my experience, and I'm actually doing a piece of work around this at the moment. They're the three centers and the doorways into um, the oneness. So if you're wanting to, you know, whatever you call it, the mystery God spirit, it's the anus, the heart, and the crown. So they're the three singularity points um, into those states. So certainly being penetrated in the base is one way, very powerful way to actually 
like ascend into the crown and and the way i see it is that the base and the crown are linked and so they're like the orisborus which is the snake eating itself so it's like mm. this, this circular energy that can run between the base and the crown and so sometimes when i've been penetrated in my base i popped up out of my crown and mm. likewise when i've come down to my crown i popped up down through the base so yeah it's that's another beautiful quality um of of, of entering the base and, and what they're linked to is the Shishumni Nadi. So there's a channel that runs all the way up the spine. So actually it's quite instant when your base is activated. You can feel that energy running up the spine straight yes. to the crown. So there's a real alignment. And you're right, the heart needs to be open. Mm. And so that's why you can't bypass the vulnerability of the base and the tenderness there. And often after I have an anal orgasm, I'll sob. Mm, yes. so I really, like, I, get, I, get, I quiver and I can sob because it really does activate the core of the heart. So... Yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful experience of of connecting to the, your spirituality, and I think that lots of traditions always knew that that was a through the body was a portal, and I think that because they were afraid of the power of the body, I really think it's in Christianity, they actually then branded anal any a, the anal area as sodomy and the anal sex as sodomy, which was one of the gravest sins in religion. And so I really think that was actually, there was a deliberate deliberation in that because I think they knew the power of it, that it was another pathway to God. So because Christianity really preferred and promoted the ascension path, which was away from the body mm -hmm. and away from earth and back to heaven and to the God in heaven, um, the, the other path of dissension, which is down all the way through matter and through the earth and through the core of your body, was really um, shamed and vilified. And I really think that's because they knew there was inherent, the body held those same secrets. And so I think that's what you're unpacking in this work and this yeah. podcast that these bodies hold like the same, the, pathway, the same pathways, but they're down through matter. So I think that, yeah, the, the, certainly the, um, the experience of anal lovening can take you to God. It is yeah. such, you're so right. It is such a, you know, I still check in and can feel a, oh, how is this going to be received? Oh, how are we, what are we doing? Oh, I'm sharing a lot. Ah, does this make me dirty? It, it comes up, right? It is certainly mm -hmm. a, um, it's yeah. been in our, in our bones, right? For uh, yeah. uh, this sort of contrast, this knowledge that we contain all this magic and this, the yeah. pathway to the other is within, right? Which is not what anyone wants to teach anyone because then you don't believe in the guru, then you don't believe in the, the God or the, the, the external divinity. That's dangerous, right? For anyone who wants to control any, anyone. Yeah. But yeah. it is, it is, and, and then on the other hand, um, we, we have we have this whole ability to to dive deep within ourselves, and this whole um, uh, it, it just it just feels phenomenally uh, a, a huge shame yeah. that mm. that we sort of kept. Um, kept small or that these lingering um, troubles and shame of the past, homosexuality was still illegal here only in the 80s yeah. um, in New Zealand, you know, all yeah. because of that part really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's a good point to, to note, Nikki, is that most people unconsciously will hold that. So, you know, for those who've never explored anal sex, anal lovemaking, um, just to track that in your system that we do have these conditionings very deep because it's over thousands of years around this center and around the body and the physical 
um, you know, impurity of the body. So I think that does, that can come up for yeah. sure. And I still can have moments of it too. And for me, and actually that the other side of that, it's actually can be, it can create a, a heightened sexuality around it. So because it can, because we know we have this programming in our cellular knowing that it's dirty and filthy because that's how it's been branded. That can also cause a hyper arousal. So yeah. I know that I track that in myself, that actually the fact that it was, it's filthy it, it, collectively it's still got an element of filth and a label of filth and shame to it that turned me on mm-hmm. and so I had to track that too as in like oh that's a hypersexuality based upon um not re- not true overflowing of love and safety and acceptance but actually from that very piece of shame that collective shame so for us to just notice if you're that can also lead to hypersexuality yeah, to, it's totally taboo. Taboo, yeah, it's taboo. It's naughty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is not a great way to enter the ass because it's like that's again, it's yeah. like deep relaxation and nervous system. Your nervous system needs to be really relaxed in order for it to be a deep experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, Winter, what would you say would be your secret to spiritual mm-hmm. sex? I ask every guest this: this mm-hmm. secret to spiritual sex in light of the anal work. Hmm. I feel like to me it's not sex is life so for me it's not the way you live your life and how you see yourself in the world and the way you the filters of which you engage in the world will impact the way you engage sex so it's not there's no there's no difference to me so to me, the way I would you would see sex as a spiritual practice is actually by living as a spiritual being on every day so because then that naturally transfers to our sexuality. So there's no separation for me. So to me, it would be waking up, firstly, knowing, like really going beyond this world, we, the 3D world and actually knowing where you come from, mm-hmm. you know, and actually knowing that you have the power every day to live in magic and to see this, the, the, the true nature of this world, which is not this physical dimension, but something beyond that. And so if you're living through the veils of magic every day, sexuality is also going to reveal those those treasures. So it's not something to do to me. It's something how you live out, mm. out, out around sexuality, and which is a natural part of us, of that, you know, embodiment of living. So to me it's, yeah, it's how you get up every day mm-hmm. and how you meet the world every day. And, you know, how, like to me if you're living um, and, and knowing that you're a drop in a great ocean of mystery, then your sexuality is going to reflect that very mystery. Wow. <laughs> I love, I love that. That's so in keeping with what we've talked about as well. It's, um, mm. there's no lying when it comes to the anus. There's no, you know, exactly uh, what's what is going to be shown. Yeah. Winter, is there anything else that you'd like to say regarding the mysticism of the anus mm. or anything else? Mm. Anything we haven't touched on? I mean, it's a huge topic. I think topic. the only thing I'd love to touch on actually is that particularly in, in heterosexual partnerships is that not to, not to leave out the masculine. So, you know, to, yeah. as a woman um, and in, in couple partnerships, I think it's so important to actually for every woman to have a strap on mm-hmm. and to actually also um, offer that to their partner, that deep, beautiful penetration of the anus, whether it's for a wand or a strap on, or even just to, to do sort of a, use your fingers and, 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 and create ritual around that. Mm. But I think that it really balances out the, the inherent inner dynamics between relating. So I do think that um, it's been such a profound part of um, my partnership 
where we're both penetrating together. We're both penetrators. Wow. And what that does is actually create more balance between us. So we're not just, he's in his masculine, I'm in my feminine all the time. We're switching roles where I'm actually holding a point of penetrator. He's in his deep receptivity. And I find that that means it creates a a deep balance in our love. Mm. And so I do think that not to make it a one-sided penetration so that, that the men can also go to those places of deep tenderness and vulnerability, which happens when you penetrate the ass. Yeah. And the, you know, like, so they get an experience of, of being in that receptivity. And I do think that creates a, a whole balance in, in any partnership. So not yeah, just to make for it sure. Women, women's bodies. And men who can receive, men who have practiced uh, receiving or, you know, have been in that place of surrender and acceptance, they penetrate differently to men mm-hmm. who have never totally received. How, how can you penetrate if you've never felt yeah. what it feels like to take something in? Yeah. There's this whole new awareness there. I would, I would totally agree with that. And for women going, oh, I don't want to do that, or that feels scary, where else in your life? is penetrating existence or is showing up difficult for you, yeah, right? Yeah, it's exactly. such a gift. Like yeah. you say, how we, yeah. how we fuck is how we do everything. Yeah. And so if you are, um, oh, he can do it or on top, you know, that's, that dynamic is going to get tired after a while. Yeah, it, the, energy, the energetics can't hold if that's the only way they're allowed to be expressed because yes. although she may have a yoni, she's a woman, she has a strong masculine and feminine energy within that longs. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the other thing is, you know, you're not showing up enough in life or you're not, you can't sort of make an impact or mm. your goals mm. seem to sort of be flaky. Then yeah. really in the bedroom using magic or penetration yeah. or anal, anal penetration to activate that within yeah that can really change right how you live yeah absolutely it's a really great way for a woman too to find her inner masculine her inner ability to hold alignment and to yeah as you said penetrate another with love so and i do think it creates it it creates balance in relating if Mm. they're both shared yeah and the only other thing i'd love to add to in the discussion is that you know, we see the crown as holy and, and, you know, when we go into a church, we anoint ourselves and, and um, you know, we bless children's, you know, as with baptism, we bless their crown. And I think that going into anal lovemaking and exploring these, these anal um, realms, I, I think that to go in with the same reverence, that this is a temple and this is holy ground and actually so really yeah deep, deep presence when we're going into these places and if you if we are able to go into presence that's where you, you can open in deep magic so i would love that 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 center to be treated with the same devotion yeah. and sacredness as the crown so i think that that would be another piece I would love to share around if you're yeah. going to explore it or if you haven't explored it that way, maybe create a ritual around that, mm. make space to actually feel the potency of that, of that center. Yeah, that's so true. The, the medicine of the, the anal regions, uh, anal region is, is one of, if you're struggling with groundedness, right? Mm. What else? Uh, material, yeah. clinging to material yes. things like That's I right. must buy yeah. this, I must, shopping addictions, yes. um, latest trends, latest trends, latest trends, staying yes. sort of like um, I'm worthy because I'm, my is dependent on something. Yes, um, totally. It's attachment to, to the material and it's actually uh, the deepest fear I find in the base is that the part of uh, all of us that is actually 
incarnated on the planet and we're terrified. We're terrified of being alone and not having anything and not, not being able to survive. And we live in a wor world where it's all around survival like, and there's, there's a, such a fear around money and security and so that, that, that's in the base. And so your fears will be there around that. And actually, mm. as you say, the tired ass with clinging or holding yeah. everything in, you know, and that's certainly there. So when, we, when that's penetrated, it actually yeah, brings up a lot of like vulnerability around that. And, and another piece I'd love to add is when you're penetrated anally, you can't hide. I don't know, Nikki, if you've had this experience, but you really, it's very hard if you're being authentic to do, to be anything else except real. So like, it's almost like my eyes when I'm being penetrated are open and I, all of me is just there. I can't put on a sexy face. I can't, mm -hmm. I can't pretend anything. I'm so exposed. Like it's like my core my core is exposed and that's because the base, the root of you is being penetrated. So there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to hide. So it's very vulnerable, which, you know, it's, so actually I think that's another point to note and it's yeah. a beautiful way to actually be truly seen. Mm. There's no hiding there. I remember time, times where in, in my relationship, how I use, I call it the medicine of anal. It's not, you know, of course it's like pull over on the side of the street, fuck me as fast as you can. Like, let's do this right now. It's not all for, for me and my beloved, this, you know, tantric experience where there must be like Indian incense. Otherwise I won't take my panties off. You know, it's the fuck. Come on, there's this animalistic quality as well. But for the for the medicine of anal, I will often, you know, if we're struggling with jealousy, or sorry, if I am struggling with jealousy, or not good enough, or man, I just can't move past this. Then I could keep chatting about it and talking and really just like mind fucking him and having a big talk party for, you know, those late night conversations where you just need to shut up and you don't and you just keep going. We could do this or I could stop speaking and I could, I could show him my vulnerability. Mm. And we will, we will in that moment, you know, he will hold me, he will show up. Like that could have been the past or this is, could be what my story is telling me, but this is the moment. It yeah. drops me so fully into the present and then I will sob and I will cry and I will honestly, I will get a flash of an image sometimes of it being six or seven and I don't know, this last one, someone, this man at the um, a family friend at a, at a ice skating rink said, hold my arm, we'll go really fast. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at him going, I don't trust you and I because I don't trust many men. And I'm um, not saying that, feeling that. He said, come on, I've got you. And I mm. said, all right, but I know you, I felt I'm, you're going to fall. And I held and we spun and he, of course, was going too fast and we fell over. And in that moment, I promised to never trust again, you know, mm. on a, like a deep level. And so that image, that time came to me. Mm. So it's literally a gift. It's an unpacking of this emotional baggage. Yeah. It's good to have boundaries. It's good to to know we we shouldn't overstep or we have, I don't know. It's there's there's power in that, but mm. for true connection and for true heart open, heart centered existence, yeah. a lot of those old stories can now dissolve. And I gave it permission in that mm. medicine of anal to dissolve. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, As you're saying that, yeah, I actually felt too. Like I I found my child in my ass. So I actually found, I really did. I, and I, often I can still, when I'm being penetrated, I can still feel the, my, my young girl there. So actually it does, it, it holds, it was a safe hiding place for the smallest parts. And, and I've had also, also lots of memories of childhood come up when I've been penetrated anally. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and actually felt her, felt her in my body. So it totally. is. Totally. It connects place, you with It was like her stuff. little hideout. Yeah. Because the world couldn't, never went there. No. So the, like, that's why in our body it's a safe place for those places to be. Yeah. And these so, memories. Uh, yeah. I've had a lot of experiences around that actually. And, and so I know people I've worked with in sessions have had uh, memories of abuse come up there as well. Oh, so that's yeah. Abuse can hide because it's not, no one goes there. So it's like a little safe cupboard. So certainly that's something to, that, that can happen and, and to um, bring love and presence to as it does. Well, that, I mean, I don't know what Australia is like, but New Zealand has got horrific rates of bowel cancer. Same. Prostate same. cancer in yeah. um, yeah. the yeah. anal reach. We literally, that, and, and, and studies show it's, it's, it's energy stored. Yeah. right it's Absolutely. trauma yeah. unpacked it's emotions yeah. un sort of misunderstood that yeah. materialize into trauma oh, sorry a tumor cancer yeah. this totally. kind of thing so yeah, it's a core terror i think it's a, we hide our core terror of survival there because that's the center for survival so basically that's what's telling us is that we're uh, most of us collectively are, i feel like we're alone on the planet trying to make it make it work and actually we've lost that thread mm. to the great ocean the source of where we came from and so we're alone in that and i feel like that's a, it creates such a stress and a terror deep in up in in the core of our bowels and yeah something that then can manifest into dis-ease yeah. in the body yeah totally yeah. i i also want to something you said before is that we get this gift of connection with base and crown yeah. with below yeah. and above with Papa Tuanuku in New Zealand and Ranginui, the sky father, mm -hmm. right? Whatever, every indigenous culture speaks mm -hmm. of the importance of that. And yeah. we suffer huge anxiety and depression and purposelessness because we are not taught the gifts of, or the, the, the inner knowing that we are connected, that we are just a bridge that there is always support from above and below. And it is these practices that have been ruled out, I believe. I'm not saying every Indigenous culture practiced anal sex in, you know, in particular, but there's these kind of practices that were removed through mm. Christianity coming through or religions that no longer valued um, the beings knowing that autonomously. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah wow. Totally. It was deep, deep, ancient medicine. Absolutely. Yeah. But, and, and, and if we fully feel safe in the world, then we feel safe. What that would look like was a feeling deep in our base and our roots that we belong on the planet, that we love and, and our bodies hold us lovingly, that this earth is here to love us and to support us. And then we're also connected to the crown, which is we come from a great ocean of oneness you know, there are, there are beings and, and divine, you know, um, guardians of this journey for us that guide us and show us and teach us. So we've got connection to where we come from and also a deep anchoring of the home we are here now, which is earth and the love of this planet that ha it has for us. And I think that, that that's security. That's the true security, not whether we, you know, can pay off a home loan or, you know, we, we can afford our lattes or, you know, our bank account's got a certain number. That's true security. And so that's what the base can provide. Can you truly be at home in your body all the way down to the root? Can you truly feel safe on this planet? And can you bring the consciousness of source, spirit, all the way down there? That's part of bringing consciousness to the base is actually linking those two centres. Yeah. Well, Winter, you... <laughs> You're phenomenal. I'm, I'm in awe of you. I really am. 
Thank you so much yeah. for the conversation. Yeah, People, I'm sure, are going to be interested in your work. Where can the listeners go to find you? They can go to my website, which is thesexwitch.com.au. Mm -hmm. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm actually doing an offering very soon, being launched soon, which is around these three centres. And it's called the Dark Core Transmission. So we're, we're going to do practices of actually going down into the root, through the heart and up into the crown. So very, very on point to this discussion today. So they can find me on the website. That'll be all there. Well, I thoroughly recommend working with Winter. She will, um, it's sort of like 10 therapy sessions in, in one kind of go, you know, if, if talking therapy is not working for you, give, give this work a go. She will not let you escape in a good way, in a consensual yeah. good way. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nick, and that's a talk to you. So good to have you on the show and I look forward to, um, forward to speaking again. Yeah, great. Thank you. The Secrets of Spiritual Sex was brought to you out of the desire to make accessible the latest research and inspiring developments in the field of sex, intimacy and relationships. There is so much more to sex than friction and brief peaks, and this podcast seeks to provide a pleasure-based sexual education where potential and curiosity are cultivated. Make sure you subscribe and share this episode with your lovers, your friends and your family. I am Nikki Rhodes, a sex and relationship coach, and you can find me on Instagram at underscore Nikki Rhodes underscore or jump onto my website for more info on courses, retreats and one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions at www.nikkir.com.